Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for May 1st, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. I'm calling these the Wonder Twins, Faith and Patience. This is part 13 of the series. The title of today's message comes in the form of a question. Here's the question. The question is, do you want to be perfect? Do you want to be perfect. Now, in one sense, of course, you're never going to be perfect, but I'm saying like, do you want to be perfect? The word perfect in the text that we're going to look at means mature. Do you want to mature? Do you want to get to the point where you're a grown up Christian, where you're not a baby anymore? Where not, you're not just living off of milk. You're living off of meat that God can trust you with some stuff that you can look back over your life and say, you know what? God can trust me with some things today that he couldn't trust me with 10 years ago. You're facing some stuff right now in the middle of COVID-19 that would have destroyed you 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you would have pulled your hair out. You, you could not handle it, but you can handle it now. Why? Because you're maturing, you're developing, you're growing, you're, you're growing up in Jesus, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. One of the greatest ways to develop, to grow up in Jesus is to develop patience, patient endurance. So yesterday we looked at James chapter one, verses two through four. I want us to go back to that again today. And then I'm going to add to it Galatians chapter six and nine. So James one, verses two through four from the King James version, the Bible, the Bible reads, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect. This is where I'm asking the question, do you want to be perfect? Saying, if you let patience have her perfect work, you can get to the point where you are perfect, entire, wanting nothing. From the Passion Bible, it reads, my fellow brothers and sisters, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I mean, see, it, it's, it, it all boils down to your perspective. Instead of you saying, whoa, is me, look at what I'm going through, you can say, whoa, hold on for a minute. Look at what God trusts me with. Thank you, Lord, that I have, I would not face anything that I can't handle. And obviously, if you're allowing me to face this, is because I can take it, I can handle it, and your grace is on me to do it. So thank you, Father. So this is your perspective. Your perspective is, I'm going to take this as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that I can. Verse 3 says, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you. What power? To endure all things. And then verse 4 and then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking in your life. Don't you want to be perfect? You want to get to the point where the grace of God is in you and it is developing and releasing perfection into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where you have nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in your life. Say amen to that. And then Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not grow weary in doing what is right for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we, do, we cannot give up, we, gotta, we will reap a proper harvest if we do not give up. So what does this mean to you today? On this Friday morning, as I was meditating, I was like, okay, Lord, how do I communicate what you're giving to me? I only have two points for you this morning. And I, I'm telling you, this, is, this message has already blessed me. I have two things to share with you this morning. As I share these things, I want you to open up your heart to what God is saying. 
Two things. Number one, here we go. You must be processed to be able to handle the promise. Look at me. Look at me. God gave you a promise. Praise God. Rejoice over it. Thank God for it. Celebrate God. All of that. But you must be processed to be able to handle the promise. You have to go through a certain level of processing. You must be processed. I taught you before that you must be processed to the point where you are able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with your assignment. There's, there's an anointing on your life to do, to be who it is that God has called you to do and to be, right? But there's, there's a weight associated with that assignment and you must be processed to the point where you are able to carry the weight of the anointing that is associated with your assignment. Listen, when God speaks something uh, to people, this is something that people, I think, misunderstand. When God says something to someone, right, and gives you a revelation about his promise or his purpose or something about your future, I think, unfortunately, what happens is that a lot of believers expect that since God said it, it's supposed to happen tomorrow. <laughs> and, and, and so that's that's somebody who doesn't really understand how this thing works with God. Just because God said it doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately. As a matter of fact, it may not happen for years. There's a difference between the calling, right, and the separation or the preparation for the manifestation of the purpose. So God will call you to do something. And once you know that you're called to do it, that's great. But that doesn't mean that you're ready, that you must be separated and prepared for what he called you to do, right? I'm going to use Joseph as an example. So Joseph received a dream from God when he was just a teenager and he believed the dream and he got excited about the dream, right? And so he got excited about the dream. He got the promise from God. He rejoiced. Thank God for it. But he made the mistake of telling people about it. And so he wasn't ready for the dream. Uh, he had faith for it, but he wasn't ready for it. And he started acting like it was going to happen already. <laughs> and so, so he wasn't prepared. And so God had to prepare him. Watch this. Let me say it this way. God prepared things for you before the world began. And now God has to prepare you for what he prepared. He has to prepare you for what he prepared for you. So he prepared, he, he prepared things for, for Joseph, but then he had to prepare Joseph for what he prepared. So Joseph had to go through a pit phase. Then he had to go through a Potiphar phase. Then he had to go through a prison phase and he had to go through all of this before he could enjoy the palace phase. Now he got excited when God gave him the dream, but God, see the thing about God is that he will show you like you being successful in this business, but he's not going to show you all the stuff you got to go through to get to that point. He's not going to show you all the details in between because if he showed you all the details, a lot of us will run the other way. And so God showed him, boom palace phase, prime minister phase, but God didn't show him pit phase, Potiphar phase, prison phase, because if God gave you all the details, man, a lot of us would not want to go through the process. So anyway, God gave him the promise, but he still had to process him for it. So Joseph had to go through all of these phases. And then one day when he was a prisoner, I like how the, the day that they came and said, hey, Joseph, the king is asking for you. You need to go stand before the king. Let's go. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not ready. 
He finally sensed, glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm speaking to somebody that's sensing that your harvest is due. He finally sensed that his breakthrough was coming. He finally, he was like, this is my season. This is my time. This is my day. I'm not going to go stand before the king looking like a prisoner. Listen, you don't have to look like what you've been through. He took a shower. He shaved. He cleaned up. He changed his clothes. He went to go stand before the king. He was like, man, this is my season and this is my time. And that day he was promoted from prisoner to prime minister in a moment. See, we serve a God that can promote you in a moment, in a moment of time. He can elevate you and cause you to increase. Joseph was promoted from prisoner to prime minister in a moment. That day, he that morning, he got up as a prisoner and he went to sleep as the prime minister of Egypt, as the number two man in all of Egypt. People would, you know, if people looked at Joseph like, let's say Joseph lived today, people will look at him and say, oh, wow, that's he's an overnight success. And yeah, God will make you an overnight success. After many, many years of processing, God will make you an overnight success after 20 years of enduring. And so what people don't understand is that this overnight stuff is, is, is just not true. It's, it, you have to go through a process. You and look at anybody that you consider to be an overnight success, and you will see that they were processed to the point where they were ready for it. So let me just say this as I close out this first point. Prepared blessings come to prepared people. If you want prepared blessings, you have to be prepared for what God is calling you to do. You have to be prepared for what God is giving you in this season, for what God is releasing into your life. He, he prepared things for you. Now he's preparing you for what he prepared. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, maturity in Christ is not an overnight event. Now, this second point is critical. Uh, as I walk, the way that God gave me this, I'm going to explain it to you. I really want you to receive this. So maturity in Christ is not an overnight event. In James one verses two through four, we see that the Bible says that we can get to the point where we are perfect, where we are wanting nothing where well, we are mature, but this doesn't happen overnight. So let me explain kind of how this happens. Um, as I was praying this morning and I was like, Lord, how am I supposed to explain this to people? He gave me five steps, like a typical, a typical process with God as it relates to faith. He gave me five steps. Let me walk you through these five steps. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right. So step one, here we go. Step one, we discover something that God planned to do in our lives before the world began. We discover it. Now, don't skip this step. Because faith begins where the will of God is known. You have to know that God came up with this thing, that you didn't come up with this thing. All right? You got it? That's step one. Step two, since God's promises are often bigger than what we feel worthy of, then we have to open up our hearts to the point where we can believe that God wants to do it. Because God was, God was listen, I'm just going to be honest with you about me and me and my wife too. God has said things to us. And because I was raised on welfare, because I was raised on, on government assistance, food stamps, and because I'm a, I'm a son of immigrants who came to this country and I was raised in East New York, Brooklyn, then when a lot of times when God would tell me that he wanted to do something in my life, I felt unworthy. My wife was raised with no running water, no electricity, and she came to this country when she was 20 years old. A lot of times God would speak to me or speak to me about her or speak to her about me or whatever, and we would both have to get over the fact 
that, yeah, it doesn't matter if we're worthy or not. God made us worthy. So, so you got to get this step is really important because you have to open up your heart to God's favor, God's grace, his undeserved favor, right? So let's say you get past that point. So step one was God revealed it. Step two is you open up your heart and say, okay, God, I believe it. Step three is now that you believe it, you got to build up your faith for it. So now you're either searching scriptures that support it, or you're just going to meditate on what God said. But you have to meditate and meditate either the word, the scriptures, or what God spoke to the point where it becomes more real to you than what you see down here in this world. And at that point, you're like, no, I'm convinced. Faith is not what happens when you convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. So now at step three is I build up my faith to where I'm convinced. This is what God wants to do. I'm fully persuaded, right? All right, number four, faith is an action word. So now when I get to this step, um, I have to say something. I have to do something. I have to sow something. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. Faith is a seed that you sow based on what God revealed to you. Faith is what you do in the present based on what God revealed to you about your future. That's step four. Now I'm doing things right? Based on that. And then step five, this is the hardest part for me. I don't know about y'all, but step five is then you have to wait. (laughs) Then you just have to wait because God's promises come with a timing component and God's best, God's promises are not going to manifest before their time. So at this point, then you have to wait. And I I honestly don't like step five, but you have to wait. This is where patient endurance comes in. This is what this series is all about. This is how you mature in Christ. It says you want to be mature. You want to be perfect. You have to wait. You have to develop endurance. You have to be able to hold on no matter how long it takes until you see the manifestation of God's promises. Now, where I see people make most mistakes are in step one and step five. Let me say this and then I'll close. In step one, I see a lot of people making a mistake because they never discovered what God said first right? They said, oh, well, God said this, and then he never did it. Well, you know why? Because God never said it. God, there's Numbers 23 and 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he will make it good. So if it didn't happen, either one, step five, you gave up, or two, God never said it. So you have to discover that God said it. God is not in the business of fulfilling your selfish desires, God is in the business of fulfilling what he planned to do from the foundations of the world. So don't make the mistake of thinking that faith is about what you want. Faith is about what God wants. You got it? And then a lot of people make a mistake in step five. Step five, this is where Galatians 6 and 9 says, you have to wait. The text says, let us not become weary in doing what is right for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. At the proper time, the King James Version calls it a due season. Look at me as I close. There is a season when your harvest will become due. Please don't give up before that season. What I don't want to do is I don't want to get to heaven only to find out that I missed out on God's best because I didn't have patience. I missed out on God's best because I didn't have endurance. We need faith and patience in order to obtain the promises of God. We have to endure We have to overcome. We have to hold on. We have to believe and keep on believing until we see in our hands what God revealed in our heart. And that's what this series is all about. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I want to be mature in you. I want to get to the point where I can endure all things. I know that this power can only be developed over time. 
I know that my faith must be tested over and over and over again. And I must pass the test. So by faith, I declare that I will. I will endure no matter how long it takes. And as my patient endurance grows stronger and stronger, your grace will release divine perfection into every part of my being to the point where I lack nothing. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. I'm telling you, these messages are going to be a blessing to you. There's a big red subscribe button there. Go click on it, put in your email address there. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is a message, the one today. These steps, the way God gave it to me, you might need to listen to this again, maybe even more than once. Get this down in your heart. Believe God. Yes, God wants to do it. Get over the fact that you're not worthy. God didn't call you because you're worthy. Jesus made you worthy. Open up your heart to it. Meditate and medicate on it. And then wait and hold on. Develop patient endurance. And if you do, you will be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. I love you and God loves you. Do me a favor. Please leave me some comments in the comment section uh, on YouTube or on Facebook. Leave me some comments. I read all the comments. Tell me how this, this series is being a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. God bless you.